0: I kinda like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, prohibited by law, See terms and Conditions, 18 plus. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perles, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. The DCEU's last gasp is dragged down by shoddy effects in a dull first act. This is your IGN review of Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom by Amelia Emberwing. It was a bumpy ride, but at long last, we finally have James Wan's Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. Arthur Curry, Jason Momoa, may have taken his place as King of Atlantis, but the lingering threat of Black Manta, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, means he must team up with estranged brother Orm, Patrick Wilson, to protect the Seven Seas. Sounds like a great setup for another hilarious Thor ragnarok s sibling team-up, right? Right, but not without a lot of caveats. Sometimes when a TV pilot doesn't do its job of grabbing your attention, you'll hear that you need to watch a few episodes before things get good. The first 30 to 45 minutes of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom are the cinematic equivalent of this phenomenon. Movies sometimes take a little while to get going, sure, but there's a bit more than story issues going on here. The first Aquaman, and much of The Lost Kingdom, works because, while it's not the best movie, Jason Momoa is having the time of his life, so the audience has fun too. Let me tell you, it sure doesn't feel like Momoa is having the best time of his life in the first act. Once you get past that first slog, though, things get fun for a stretch. Orm and Arthur have the exact begrudging brothers dynamic you'd expect, which yields quite a few funny moments thanks to Wilson and Momoa's on-screen rapport. They're the heart here, as was Juan's intent from the beginning. None of this comes at the expense of Amber Heard's Mara. She has a smaller role to play because Lost Kingdom is more buddy comedy than rom-com, but she's still a key player in the story, alongside Nicole Kidman's Atlanta. At the risk of beating the dead seahorse of the Lost Kingdom's early struggles, Atlanta's story is done in a way that left me questioning whether or not I was misremembering the end of Aquaman, and she had simply chosen the sea over Arthur's father, Thomas, Tamara Morrison she didn't. They're still very much in love, but Atlanta and Tom's story is one of several casualties of what I can only assume were late-in-the-game story adjustments despite the Lost Kingdom's focus on family. Arthur and Mara, surprisingly, do not fall into this same trap, which only goes to highlight that a few establishing shots go a long way toward ensuring your audience understands the relationship, while still allowing both characters to act independently without confusion. Of course, this is an Aquaman film— If you start digging in too deep or asking too many questions, it's all gonna unravel. The same can be said for Black Manta's story, but Abdul Mateen does a solid job with the material he's given, and, like the rest of The Lost Kingdom, it's decent enough if you just sit back and enjoy the ride. The first Aquaman works in spite of itself, because it's fun and silly, and that's the tone that Lost Kingdom mostly nails just as well. The sequel also retains its predecessor's sense of deep-sea spectacle— There's a level of wonder to the oceanscapes and worlds below the surface that kept me engaged with Atlantis and its surroundings. But the visual beauty mostly begins and ends with the landscapes and underwater civilizations. The Lost Kingdom was screened for critics in IMAX 3D, so viewing experiences may vary, but many of the antagonist hordes Black Manta excluded are so unattractively rendered that I snorted loud enough to make the security guard next to me laugh. They look bad, y'all. They may look worse because the scenery around them is so bright and crisp, but it's definitely a distraction. The first fight scene falls into the ugly category as well, but it's unclear if it was because it was shot late and the VFX teams were under crunch despite a year-long delay, or if it just looked the way it did because it was in 3D. Or maybe both, frankly. It's to Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom's credit that it has no interest in saying farewell to its own shared universe, a continuity that began with Man of Steel in 2013 and draws to a close with this movie in 2023. In fact, it mostly just farts at the DCU on its way out the door. Say what you will about what this now-concluded chapter in DC cinematic history deserves or doesn't, Arthur Curry going out on his own terms with a complete disinterest in what it all means for the franchise is both incredibly on-brand and objectively funny. When Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is being an Aquaman story and leaning into the silliness and family aspects of it all, it's fun. The enjoyable bits are just sandwiched between some ugly effects and a weird first act that feels cobbled together from a very different movie. The relationship between Orm and Arthur and the rapport between Jason Momoa and Patrick Wilson helps buoy the story and is unquestioningly the best part. It's a shame that the dawn of James Gunn's DC cinematic universe means we'll probably never see them again. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom's IGN score? Six. Thanks for listening to IGN. My name is Tony Jackson, and for the latest Aquaman and DC updates, visit us at IGN.com. Spoken Lair